Saturday the 10th of September. Good morning to you listening on your local SEN track dial and a big hello to you wherever you may be listening on the SEN app. Gareth Hall with you for winners. What a day it promises to be. In Sydney, of course, it's the run to the Rose where we've seen Cadolphin dominate in the past with In Secret, Animo, Bivouac and Astern. And this year they've got the odds-on favourite in Cylinder. We had a wonderful two-year-old season, second in a slipper. He was brilliant first up, I thought, in quick time, especially that last 600 metres at Caulfield there for his first start as a three-year-old. And he is the dominant favourite in the run to the Rose at Rose Hill this afternoon. We've also got the Ming Dynasty for the three-year-olds. Looking forward to that contest. The Mayors will do battle in the Scirocco Stakes and the Theo Marks as well. And then at Mooney Valley, it is the qualifier to the great race, the WS Cox Plate and the Fiend Stakes. The most fascinating horse around the country today, I think, is Globe. He's unbeaten at the moment. How good is he? We'll find out today when he's first up against this field over the 1,600 metres. And when you have a look back at the history of the McEwen, Chautauqua in 2015, Nature Strip in 2018, Buffering in 2011, the great Haylist in 2010, Rothfire, who goes around today, won it last year. It is one of the better races that Mooney Valley hosts. And this is one of the best renewals of the McEwen because you've got arguably our best sprinter in Giga Kick taking on New Zealand's best sprinter in Imperatrice. And then the people's horse up there in Queensland, Rothfire, is back to defend his title I don't know if there's such a thing called moving day. There's a few moving days, I think, in September when it comes to the spring carnival, but this is definitely one of them. Let's welcome in our team. And what a team I have for the first hour. The great David Taggart walked in and walked out. Unbelievable stuff. I don't know if we got that on camera, but Miles Fitzner, the magic man, is in the house. Hello to you, Milo. Hello, G-Man. Good to be on with you this morning. Looking forward to a, a big day. I um, got up nice. Oh, it is going to be a terrific day. It's going to be great days racing. I got up nice and early, Milo. Yeah. Because I was so excited. I was like a kid at Christmas. The Sydney set made its debut. Nicholas Ashman and Mickey Gannon on 11-17 in Sydney flying, on SEN track. Flying. And it was a sensational debut as well. They had it all, um, including an interview with Chris Waller. And uh, Bang. Oh, Mickey Gannon and Chris Waller. What a, what a combination that is. Hello to you, Mickey G. Morning, G. Morning, Milo. And uh, I've been up since 2 o'clock this morning, so I'm ready for dinner. It's been a uh, fantastic morning and what a day racing we have ahead. It is just going to be fascinating. Narratives everywhere. I cannot wait. So were you a little nervous this morning? Yeah. Is that why you I was, I was a I was a wreck, G, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. It's can been you, a long time since I felt that nervous and it's good. It's you, good for you. It is good for you. Can you remember when you did your first radio show, Milo? Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain? Yeah. And I, it took me probably <laughs> four months and like, and every time, absolutely crap my pants. Every time, Just I've been blessed edgy. though, Milo. I've gone through the, you know, the the whole fitness system. So it's like going through Utmar Eustace. So I've been well, well uh, versed. But you didn't just start off with any show. Like you, you had the best in the business, Chris Waller, to kick off an interview. And did you hear it, Milo? It was quite funny. I, I I'll get the um, audio by the end of the show. So he's interviewing Chris Waller, and. Chris Waller's got some of the biggest names in the game today. He's got some of his stars going around. Anyway, the interview was exceptional. They asked the right questions about Nature Strip. Um, what are they doing in the with the Everest slot now? And Chris yeah. explained all of that. And then, because Mickey likes to go out wide, of course. So he goes, Chris, I just need to ask you about this horse at Kemmler Grange in race number five today. And Chris is on the other end. And he goes, he goes to Mick, 
I think Mick might have been a little bit nervous to ask this question as well because it's like I don't think Chris is used to getting asked about something out wide at Kemlet Grange. In a class one. In a class one. Um, <laughs> and, and Chris goes, sorry, you just broken up a little bit there, Mick. And Mick's going, oh, sorry, Chris, um, just raised five um, – is it build or something yep. in race number five? And Chris goes, sorry, you're just, break, you're just breaking up. So <laughs> so Chris was taking the PIWS out of Mickey Gannon on the boo, mind right you. Oh, right at Holly. It's great. It was it's sensational stuff. So I think he gave a good push for your best bet build. Yeah, I think the reason why he uh, was suggesting the line was breaking up was because he was a big fan of the horse. Yep. G and that was a bigger push as we need for uh, to kick us off on a Sydney set. Morning, yeah, morning, Gary. Just wanted to say how Mick and Nick absolutely knocked it out of the park this morning. Well done, guys. Love the new show. That's from Tanya. I think Tanya's your biggest fan. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six to join our conversation here on winners. All thanks to Picklebet. Had a drink with Brett Baker there yesterday. The Picklebet star. He's a he is a champion individual and. Um, He'll be joining us. I think he was he, he was at the Carlton match last night. He lives in Sydney, so he'll be joining us towards the back end of the show. And, of course, Kilmore Toyota, also a great supporters of us here on uh, Winners. Uh, pickle bet, of course. Let's go through the market. Do you want to start off in – where do you want to start? We'll start off in Melbourne, all right? The rails and the true um, – we had a bit of rain over the last 24 to 48 hours, but it's a patchy, beautiful day. Patchy, isn't patchy it? Patchy rain. Yeah. I think what the pattern will be today is that they'll get off the fence. I've got no doubt about that. And we've seen with the early moves, Milo, horses that might be midfield and three wide without cover blending in as they swing past the school down the side as they swing for home. I think you'll be able to make up ground today. Everything's pointing towards um, a, a fairer valley, um, but it's still wait and see. Um, yeah. It's still wait and see. It can throw up a, a few doozies. Um, you can get caught there because you, the first couple of races, like um, the first three races, are all fifteen hundred plus, right? So then you can like you can get mixed up and work out whether or not it's tempo related or not. But well, I expect it to be fair until we see otherwise, right? So you can make ground, but you, you still don't want to be you still don't want to be worse in midfield. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, yeah, you're spot yeah. on, spot on, Milo. I'd suggest in those first few races as well, small fields. If the jockeys are expecting our sweep, wouldn't shock me if anything like, along the rails and on pace got the job done, turns it on on its head, and then later in the day they'll start to swoop as everyone you know goes the other way and tries to inject speed. So it'd be really uh, interesting how the valley players are going to be stay dynamic out there. The last time it was in the true mile, they were getting they were getting home off the fence. They were swooping. It was towards, even in the first race they came off the pace. It went a bit laney, didn't it? It you was didn't like want lanes, to be on the inside. No, lane. the inside yeah. you was no good and then you wanted to be sort of lanes four or five and you could win from there. So it's just a sit and steer. Um we wait and uh and see what we can deal with. But I think we can get the money in the first too. All right then. We might have a look at the first in just a moment, but I want to have a look at the fiend stakes first of all. Francesca Guardi, Chris Waller mentioned on the Sydney set this morning that horse has been saved for the Maccabi Diva, mainly because they've there's so many options for these horses and it's been interesting to watch the different trainers go about their preparations with some of their stars because we go deep into the spring these days in the early part of November when you've still got those big grand finals at Flemington. So Francesca Guardi will go to the Maccabi Diva. I think Chris indicated, I thought he would be going towards a Cox Plate. It looks like he's going towards a Caulfield Cup, Francesca yeah. Guardi. Yep. So maybe Sulcum. I don't know. Sulcum, I thought, would be going down that path as well. Kovalika's um, the uh, Cox Plate one. Yeah, Kovalika. I, 
we'll talk about Kovalika and Chris's love for that horse a little later on. But let's have a look at the fiend. So explain to me this then. Tuvalu's off the map here, four dollars sixty. Where's he in your speed map, Milo? Uh well, if you just give me two seconds to I'm I'm, I'm looking, my speed map has him if he goes forward, I think he's going to be caught wide in the early part. So if he does go back, he might be able to blend into this race with Blake Shin aboard um, with some cover. But there's so much pace up front in this race. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he lands. But this has been a big go because he opened up at $9 here. Surely he's short enough here, Mickey, at four sixty. Yeah, I think it's the right price. The map is the absolute trick. If Blake Shin rolls across... It's a decent enough run there, G. I think he'll be aggressive from the barriers and roll the dice. And I think that the support suggests that. Deny knowledge rolls forward. Savit to excel. A globe rolls forward. You've got horses drawn wide rolling forward. Tubular's just got to go with them and just hope for a bit of luck. If he gets the luck, very, very hard to mm. beat. It, it, more forward to midfield, should I say. I'm just trying to get my computer loaded up here so I get it out. Well, I think Globe's, and globe's going to be caught deep. Savit to excel, of course, is going to try to cross. Um, the one that gets probably the best map out of the race is Pounding, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it, it sets up for it because there's a few that are going to um, deny knowledge is going to go. There's a few that are going to surge forward. So Pounding's a, the map horse. Tuvalu, if it doesn't, if it doesn't get um, a, a half-handy start, it could be three deep. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm against it. I might be um, yeah. Mickey G. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually very keen. On pinstriped, I, I thought from barrier ten, it's going to get to the exact place that G wants you to get to in the run. Going to get cover three wide. Blink, uh, Winker's back on and was only one point eight off uh, Mister Brightside. Some form line there. I might be completely mad here, and you might just say, Gareth, what are you on this morning? Probably. But I have a look at this field and I have a look at the prices, and I'm thinking, I know if you, you got to forget his last three or four runs, but how come El Bodegon? Like oh. I, I'm heading back. I to tipped move. his last start. And you gave me a spray. Yeah, you're on board. But, but where did you tip him? I said we needed rain and it got a good four. Correct. So, so that was in Sydney as well. Caulfield, oh, fourteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, but, but it was a good four and it hadn't. He none. didn't handle. So, so I, I'm I'm just saying, going back to Mooney Valley with a little bit of give in the ground. I, I think that you need to back him on trust. But Chris Waller wouldn't continue to start him if he didn't believe there's still something in the locker. I think that. Heading to Mount Macedon might be able to do the trick for him as well. Just a, a different environment, a country environment for Albotagon. And he might have been used to those surroundings when he was trained out of Newmarket there in, in the UK. And he, he finished, he should have won a Cox Plate, to be honest. That was a mighty run. If if he didn't miss the kick that day, I think he it, wins the Cox Plate. He gives it a yep. very good yep. shake. And now we're getting $51 at the Valley against a field where Globe's got the X Factor. Tuvalu's just a Group two horse. He's a group one handicapper. He, he won the he won the Turek last year. But Al Bonagon was a wait for age. He should have won a Cox Plate. Yeah. And we're getting fifty one dollars. Oh, I think he's worth an each way play. Just with glad you're on just, board because yeah. he's, he's a high quality horse. I just think two thousand meters wet track, jump out of the ground, get as much on. Um, so get on as early as you can because the, the horse will be backed really well. Um, Get as much one, on. one run. Give it responsibly. Yes. <laughs> that was not the term I was trying to use. My yeah, I got you. I got you. Beautiful. Well done, Mick. Um, we're off yeah. air now. No, I'm only joking. Uh, McEwen Stakes. So who are you tipping in the fan? I, I think, just based on map, I'm with pounding. I, I think yep. Globe's, look, Globe's got serious ability, but first up, that gate, um, over the 1600, may get found. Um, I'm just sort of looking for a horse that, 
that um, might get the best mm-hmm. map that I think's fit, and that's it. Pounding. Yeah, Pinstripe gets the run of the race in the three-wide line and uh, should be finishing off well. If Tuvalu goes forward and slots in, can win. But, yeah, happy to be with Pinstripe, G. 0499-736-736 to join our conversation. I think it's a difficult race, but yeah. just at the price, I, I might have something each way on um, our Bonagon. Jeez, if I that say. gets up, um, won't we hear about it, Mickey? Yeah, wow, we. It'll be a complete fluke. I'll give you the tip. Let's take a quick break. On the other side of it, we'll come back and have a look at this McEwen Stakes, because it is a beauty where we see Gigi Kick return this preparation, taking on a Paratree, Rothfire, Zoo style, Acromantula, the WA Gallop who took out the car line last start at Mooney Valley. It is a ripper race over the 1,000 metres, so we'll preview that race straight after this. This is winners, thanks to Picklebet and Kilmore Toyota on this Saturday morning. <laughs> Game Sorko will lead the mining line. Sorks will be listening now. Darcy Gardner and the lads will be ready to go. We'll, beat, we'll defeat Port Adelaide. You're a power man, aren't you? No, I'm a Geelong man, but yeah. I'm like I. But you're an Adelaide man at heart. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. But like, and I'm, I'm, I'll be um, like, like I've got an interest in Brisbane, so yeah. always have because I tip him for the flag at the start of the year. So I'm, I'm uh, excited for tonight. Should be a ripper. Last night was unbelievable. A great game of football. The AFL final series has started off with a bang. Two terrific matches. I don't know about the NRL. The Bayern Melbourne Storm just didn't turn up there last night against the Broncos. And, um, geez, our heart. We, we send our love out to Ryan Pappenhauser because that was just – that was hard to watch there last night, Mickey Gannon. Yeah, it was heartbreaking to watch. He's had such a difficult season coming off. It was a complete knee fracture, and now he's yeah. come out and oh, his ankle. That was just awful. Must be heartbreaking for him. And the Storm, they were woeful. Absolutely yeah. rudderless. No, they were terrible. I-, I listened to Cameron Munster after the game. He basically said the same thing. He just said, we tried everything. We tried too hard, and we didn't give a yelp. So they'll probably take on, I think they take on either the Roosters or the Raiders next week. They'll be taking on the Chooks or the Sharks. Or the Sharks, yep, and Chooks. they'll win that match. Um, lay of the day has to be globe tight track up eight kilos wide gate and taking on proper group horses. If he wants to run, um, on the, if he wants to run off the track this time, he won't get away with it. He does have a habit of doing just that. I've just got a feeling that Mick Price and Michael Ken Jr. Think this horse is one out of the box. His data Milo suggests that he is a group one quality horse. I think he, like I've had some good judges tell me he'll be hard to beat saying an Underwood stakes. Now I think he's a, a rock, bottom price today, but I think, well, I don't know, what price do you think he'll start around, oh, the, around the mark that we see now? Four bucks. Yeah. 420. Um, it was open 280s, drifted like a barge, um, and the, the punters don't want him uh, yeah. at all. So, and that, I think that's probably fair. I think the price is probably getting to a price that um, mm. that probably represents um, like nearly value if you like him, um, but well, he's a better horse than Tuvalu. I'll give you the tip. He'll yeah. beat, he'll beat Tuvalu. He'll, my word. He'll beat Tuvalu home today. And I love Tuvalu. He's one of my favourites. Owned by Chris Wells and Uncle Lindsay. Lindsay Bowler Red. Yeah, Lindsay Smith. Didn't, yeah, I'll have a ball. Lindsay Smith. Like it. Didn't give him the greatest push there the other day. Um, to me, on on Giddy Up Stable Mail. But Lindsay can be a little bit reserved from time to time. But he was more keen on his mares next week at Flemington. So. He, he's an interesting runner, Tuvalu, because that is a good go on him, $9 into $4.80. Let's have a look at a few of the other races, and this is the race. I think this is the best race anywhere around the country today 
It is for the sprinters over the 1,000 metres at the Valley. It is the McEwen Stakes. And when you have a look at this market, um, it is an intriguing battle between two superstars and Giga Kick at $2, who's been a little bit easy overnight with Pickle Bet. Rothfire's had the best support at four eighty. Zoo Style at $9, Acromantula at 13 Imperatrice at $3, Serides at 20 to 1, and Houses Serenity at 90 to 1. Mick, I'll go to you here first. Who leads this race? Is it Zoo Style that crosses Houses Serenity? Glad he went to you first. Yes. I'd be surprised if they cross Houses Serenity from Barrier 1. Zoo Style sit outside leader there. Acumantula, uh, Serides off them. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Serides or Acumantula, one of them sat three wide. Rothfire maps an absolute treat. And now it just becomes down to a battle of tactics. Uh, how early they go on Giga Kick, how early they go on Imperatrice, and if Rothfire has a you know one or two length uh, break on them at the turn. If they do, I'd be very keen Um with my ticket on Rothfire, I think clearly not the best horse in the race, but the best placed uh, map-wise for me, Milo. Yep, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I can't cop um, the, the short quote on gear kick. I mean, if you get beaten by these horses, you, you cop it. You just wear it because yep. they're, they're stars. Imperatrice, I'm not too sure. I'm not sold on Imperatrice. There's a fair bit of hype and yep. whatnot, but I'm not sold. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 everything Gano said, map, Everything, there's speed to burn here. This is going to be a mess. Absolute mess. Imperatrice is a jet of a, jet of a horse, Milo, yeah. but 1,000 metres? Yeah. Like it's not. It's short of its best. Yeah. I'd, it's it's just one that I just don't know whether it, it stacks up at the top with the others. It's with some of these others. Yeah. Rothfire's like, Rothfire's a star. And first up, he's a star. Like he, we don't give him enough credit, Rothfire. He's a jet. He's yeah. a genuine jet of a horse. I think Rothfire, like he won this, this was a day that he won the, the run to the Rose and then he went and miss in the Golden Rose. So that's how good he was. And Rob Heathcote was always of the opinion, and every time I've interviewed him, he said, Gareth, like I don't think he'll ever get back to his best that he showed as a three-year-old. People were saying that he was his action was gone and he was cast, yeah. or he conceded in his action. Like we had texters texting in saying he was gone, gone, gone. No way. He's no. a jet. So what, what, what Robbie Heathcote's been able to do, so – if you've done a serious injury like he did back in three or four years ago, so he, he has this long rehab and they look after him and he's a special horse to Robbie Heathcote and his team. So he comes back into work. So Robbie Heathcote knows that he's a good horse, but then he's training him and he's a little hesitant to really put the work into him because he's worried that he'll go and miss again. So he's sort of nursing him along. But as Robbie's pointed out, in having that type of mindset, it's actually hurting him because you're not putting the work in to him that you need to so he can be competitive at the, the highest level because you, he's not just racing through his maiden and class ones anymore. He's straight to the best. He's, he's straight into taking on some of the best gallopers in, in the country. So he has that preparation a bit after that injury and then he finds out last carnival when he does pull the work back into him. He can run up to his eyeballs against the best like he did in that Stradbroke, which was astonishing against Think It. Think about think, it, think about it yeah. when um, he got beat by who knows how good Think About It is. So he, Chris Nelson, who's a wonderful trial watcher, says he's never trialed better, um, Mickey Gannon. I, I think that a thousand, he's a, a thousand, this is his chance if he's ever going to beat Giggs. Yeah, you're spot on, G. And the, I think the key here to these runners, or this runner in particular, is he's run three career peaks his last three runs. So he's going better than we've ever seen him. Yeah. 
gets here, thousand meter horse, thousand meter horses win thousand meter races, G. Imperic trees, Mark Walker over the moon with her. He says that she can win over a thousand meters. It's the perfect kicking point for her, um, for, for her spring because she'll probably go to a Moya. They, they, they believe, like I asked him about the Everest cause I thought she would be like, she's definitely in the top 10 horses sprinters in Australasia. So she should get a slot for the Everest, but because she's a mare, they need to give her a good deal and they might, they, they, I think they prefer to stay with her in Victoria. But if she beats, say, Gigi Kick and Roth Fire today, they'll they'll get an offer I think will be too good to to refuse for an Everest. So they think that she can win and Gigi Kick, um, this will be his test today, first up over 1,000, but he's too good of a horse to ride out. And yeah. he, some people just say he'll turn up and go Wooshka. And, and he could do that. And he could, but like at a, what is it, $1.95? $2 with $2. people bet. I mean, yeah, like do you want to be doing that yeah. here? Let's have a look at a few of the other races there on the program today and looking forward to the McKenzie for the three-year-olds. Emers at 6.75 with Pickle Bet. Brave Mead, 3.30. Stepati at 2.80, the second favourite for the Caulfield Guineas. Guineas. Centrifies at $6, introducing 6.50. And Armed Forces is not the worst. He's at $21, Milo. How good's this Horsham Galloper? Stepati for Paul Pruska. Look, he's pretty handy. Um, I was filling in for you when we we saw him go around and spoke yep. to Paul and and he was a bit edgy. We spoke to him actually before it was going to come to run and then they've scratched it for the last run and, and sort of held it off. Um, they've obviously taken their time here. I don't know whether or not is he up to is he up to this? I mean first time at the valley. Um, if he comes down and whooshes this then you go, wowee. I mean he's something special. Um, but I, I'm real big query of horses that haven't been to the track, and that's why I'm probably leaning towards Brave Mead. Yeah. Um, two from three at the trip and one from one at the track, and horses that like the valley, they like the valley, and Stepati's still got a lot to learn, a lot to learn. I think the Caulfield Guineas could be one of the races of the spring, the way it's setting up. We've got Militarise, who's going around today in the ready uh, run to the Rose. Tom Kitten, who will go around in the Ming Dynasty, is a big chance, I think, if he goes to the Caulfield Guineas. So, And then you've got the Victorians. V8 was good last week, and Stepati, he's got... He's got big booms. If Stepati's going to win a call for your guineas, I think he has to win today, Mickey. Yeah, spot on. He has to win today. And I'm with Milo. Earlier in the week, I thought Stepati, not sure how they beat him. But then you start to pick holes. You go through the race, take a deeper dive. And I'm, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Milo. I think uh, he, the valley is a lot different to Flemington 1,200 metres. I'm with um, Forces. Horses gone Rose Hill, Doomben, Eagle Farm. Is a three-year-old colt that's you know he's had that experience, and I think that Waller knows how to get these horses ready straight to the valley. Okay. You're getting what twenty-one dollars? That's yeah. such a that's such a good bet to have, G. So I'll give you twenty-one dollars with pickle bet. Top two five seventy-five, top three two ninety, uh, top four a dollar sixty-five. Of course, get an extra place, extra race with pickle bets. Top four betting. So arm forces there for you, um, and brave mead for Milo in uh, the feature three-year-old event today. The McKenzie. I want to have a quick look at the feature Phillies race, the Atlantic Jewel. I'm keen on one here. I think she's nearly the best bet on the program. I know our great mate, Mitchie Lewis, agrees. Charm Stone. I think she'll blend into this race perfectly for Price and Ken Jr. with D-Lane aboard. 280 with Pickle Bet. Who beats her? I can't find any horse that defeats her today. Um, Milo? Yeah, I tend to agree. It's... Everything that this horse has done so far, I mean, I really like that run at Caulfield. It's just the way, like, the way it hit the line yeah. and beat a, a pretty handy one in Skirt the Law. Um, you, you're right. You just try and find something to beat it. 
maybe right to party, maybe, but probably have to go genuine career best. Like, I, I, I this is look close enough to a best of the day, but I just didn't know enough about some of these other ones. But um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think you can probably back Charmstone and be pretty comfortable in knowing that you've backed the best horse in the race. Inhibitions went to the Valley for an easier assignment than competing at some of those fillies in Sydney, but she surprised me a little bit. She went to a new level there the other day at the Valley. James Cummings said she's improved, so maybe she could knock off a Charmstone, but I think Charmstone's got group one qualities, Mickey, and she'll prove that today. Yeah, you've spot on, G. Absolutely summed it up to perfection. Charmstone's the class horse of the race. I was trying to find a way to get her beaten all week, and I've just continued to bash my head against the wall. I can't find a way to get her beaten. I think Charmstone yeah. will get the job done. Yeah. We'll take the news. 9.32, this is winners thanks to Kilmore Toyota, Toyota Hilux, and Toyota Land Cruiser Specialist, and Picklebet. Picklebet is involved. Fixed odds can extra place every race with Picklebet's top four. We'll come back with our best at the Valley, and then we'll preview. Welcome back to winners, Gareth Hall, Miles Fitz to the Magic Man, and Mickey Gaddon. Join me on this Saturday morning. Great to be with you. Best time of the year for mine, September. Footy finals, terrific racing, and uh, we're concentrating on the Valley in Rose Hill, and we're doing all this for Kilmore Toyota. Kilmore Toyota, home of Toyota Hilux, 4x4 and 4x2. Personalised one today at kilmoretoyota.com today. You and Picklebet get an extra place every race with Picklebet's top four betting. And the Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance, innovation and power without limits with the Trek update at the Valley Rails. True, I think they'll be getting off the fence, but every horse hopefully will get their opportunity regarding the tempo of the races. Best bets at Mooney Valley. I think mine's just simple with pickle bet and all up. Recommendation, Chris says, Jancy's recommendation, absolute special today. Load up with the Maltese, 51 and a half small field and should suit. I agree with you, Chris. I think recommendation will be winning into Charmstone. That's my play at the Valley today, Milo. Um Look, as I always say, I'm sort of half stake at the Valley. I don't normally go well there. Um, I, I think we can get the money in the first, so Autumn Angel, the seven, for Peter Moody and Kath Coleman. This horse looks a proper, proper animal. Um, go back and watch the last run. Superb, savaged it. And then, look, to add a couple in, I thought Berkeley Square um, was going to be pretty hard to beat um, in race number seven, horse number seven. Um Barkley, Berkeley, however you say it, I think it's right to go here. Um, and I love horses that are proven around the track. And then Hennessy laid in the last for Moody and Kath Coleman. So hopefully they book in the card, Peter and Kath. But I am with uh, Autumn Angel, Barkley Square, and Hennessy Lad, but half stake. Mickey? Taking you on here, Milo, in the first. My best of the day is Fist of Fury for Ooh. Team Hawks. I think this horse is a luckless last start. You're getting around the $4.40. Looks a good bet. Hoping the rail holds up early. I think it will. And then we're going to go to the last. We're going to round out. Take you on again, mate. Might be, might be a couple oh, of bottles no. of red down by the end of the day here. Oh, no. Race 10, number 11, Russian Ronnie. was luckless last start. Out to the mile. Second up has a huge second up figure. Getting around the $7. That's a great bet with Winona Costin aboard. I love a bottle of red. All right. Then. Beautiful. Love it, yep. boys. 9.37. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll preview this great day at Rose Hill. Highlighted by the run to the Rose, the Theo Marks, the Ming Dynasty quality handicap for the three-year-olds. And the Mayors will take centre stage in the feature race, the Scirocco Stakes. Great to be with you this Saturday morning. And it's all thanks to Kilmore Toyota, Toyota Hilux and Toyota Land Cruiser Specialist and Pickle Bet. 
Picklebet has involved fixed odds. Get an extra place every race with Picklebet's top four betting. You win some, you lose more for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Now let's have a look at this track at Rose Hill today. Thanks to Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance, innovation and power without limits. Mickey Gaddon, the rail is in the true. We're on a good four at Rose Hill. How do you expect this track to play? Should we play pretty fair today, G? I suggest uh, 1,100 and 1,200 metre races. You want to be up on speed along the rail is an advantage. Outside of that, your 1,300 metre starts, a little bit different. But once again, they do turn for quite some time. So you'll be an advantage there as well on pace. And outside of that, G, very, very fair track ahead. All right, then Jimmy can lead the conversation here because he says, do you think the market is disrespecting the inevitable in Sydney today around $12? Well, if he lives up to his effort in the All-Star Mile, Jimmy, I think he's a big chance in that race. He is first up. He's come from Tasmania to Melbourne. And then, of course, he's had to float to Sydney. So it's a it's a big exercise for a horse like him to to get to Sydney. Um, but with Picklebit at the moment, he's at $12. Kovalika at $9. Nuggets at $5.25. Golden Mile at $8. Madame Pomery at $7. Crosstalk at $7. Argenti at $3.90. And then double figures for the rest. Are you still keen on Argentia here, Mickey? Yeah, very keen Argentia, G. I, I think she maps an absolute treat. Third up, 1,300 metres. She's been luckless her last two starts. This is absolute perfect setup for her. Heavily against Kovalika. I know Nick Ashman this morning was very, very keen. I know Chris Waller's keen on potential Cox Plate. Yeah. Uh, but I think Argentia is definitely the horse here. Just on the map, though, G, Nugget from that wide draw, been blessed a little bit. Had three horses come out um, underneath it. He has to roll forward there, but he might just be a little bit underdone. Have you heard anything from the No, I didn't like his trials, Nugget. Did you like his trials? I don't think he's come back. That is not notoriously a tr- good oh, trialer, no. though. I think Kovalik is a far better horse than him. Yeah. And yes. I think the Inevitable is a better horse than Nugget. I was speaking to Bear Robertson during the week. He's asking some questions on the map and where he thought he'd get to. Deep Snow came out, and that's really made Inevitable probably get run of the race stuff, probably on the mm. back of Argentia. Uh, it is no doubting his credentials. He'll be thereabouts. Last time, it, it nearly ruined his career. Last time he went to Sydney, the inevitable, he got decked in a golden eagle and he wasn't the same for a long time. But Dizzy is a small horse with a big heart. I think it's a difficult race. It always is the Theo Marks. Usually it throws up as a, a rough result from time to time, Milo. You this, got an opinion here? Yeah, this is wild. I mean, the early markets when we did them, it was sort of $6 for two or three of them. And now it sort of, it seems to be sorting itself out. Kovalika, if it does get to a, like double figures, which was pretty close to $10, yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, you, you can't let a good horse like that go around. I've got it as one of my seven to watch for the spring, but geez, are we ignoring Golden Mile here? Well, um, James Cummings says he just, they've got the blinkers on him. He's I, I, He had lacerations the other day, but I think he didn't really give it up the other day. Um, he might have been pulled out of the race, but they want to get him back into the game. They're going to give him an opportunity to do that because he, he, James McDonald said he was going to win first up. Yeah, well, I think we're getting good prices about some good horses yeah. in this. It's probably a two or three bet strategy. No one's been more keen on Argentia over its entire career than me, but Kovalika and Golden Miles, some really nice horses at good prices. I know Dean Watling really keen on Argentia today. 9.45, we'll take a break. We'll come back and have a look at the two featured three-year-olds in Sydney today in the Ming Dynasty and also the run to the Rose. Welcome back 
back to Winners this Saturday morning. Thanks to Picklebet, which has involved fixed odds. Get extra plays every race with Picklebet's top four betting. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And Kilmore Toyota, home of Toyota Hilux 4x4 and 4x2. Personalised one today at kilmoretoyota.com.au. The run to the Rose has been won by some of Godolphin's best horses over the years. They've targeted this race within Secret Animo, Bivouac and Astern winning it in the last decade. We've got Cylinder here who's been a little bit easy. He's out to 210 now with Pickle Bet. Militarise at $17. Libertad's had good backing at 390. The Don Don Corleone at 850. And then we go down to Butch Cassidy that's had support into 950. Nadal at um, $18 that spreaded quickly there the other day. I think Cylinder wins. I think he's one of the better bets on the program, Milo. Uh, I'm taking you on here, um, G, and I knew this would be unpopular, but I'm all about Libertad. He was enormous last start. He's got improvement. Yep. This is a proper cult. Um, I've got him right up um, in the horses that I want to follow right throughout the spring. I called it before um, his first up run and went watch. Um, we just saddle up and go again. He's a, he's a jet. Yeah, this horse, absolute jet. Um, Good luck to him. And like it, like the figure he ran last start, it's far superior mm. to to um to Cylinder's last start figure, and actually um, far superior to Cylinder's best ever figure as well. And that's first up to he. He's a, a moral then at three ninety. if you go if you go on the, well, the I, your times. Yeah, then. we got a little bit more, mate. Yeah. And um, don't worry about that. He is a proper proper cult. Okay. He wins. Mickey? Best of the day for me. The great game. The great game of figures. Data. I'll tell you what, though. I'll take you on, Milo. I think Libertad was absolutely blessed in run last start. Did overcome a wide barrier, but had every possible. If you give Libertad a chance, you must give Butch Cassidy a chance. Butch Cassidy will roll forward from that draw. But I think Cylinder, this is what you call a speed map special. Going to lob in front. Clearly the class horse of the race. will improve going back to the Sydney way of going 1,200 metres ideal. Nashville will aboard. Let's just hope we get a drift because I think he is one of the better bets of the day. Is $2.10 the right price? Absolutely. Gee whiz, I'm taking both of you on. Good this luck, Milo. I'm, oh, I'm either going to be... We wish you the very, very, very yeah, best of Two-minute noodles here <laughs> um, tonight. Let's have a look at the Ming Dynasty. This is a quality handicap. And under those conditions, I think Tommy Kitten gets in beautifully. $3.70 with the scratchings. I just see him... Ble- I, I don't know how he gets beat, to tell you the truth, with Nash aboard at three seventy. I just see him now just blending in beautifully three wide with some cover and Nash just giving him a bit of a click up at the top of the stretch at Rose Hill, hands and heels, away he goes. NCAP will be in traffic from gate one at 4.20. Then we go to horses like, I think Congregation's got ability, but first up he's at $21. Kintyre at 11. Cafe Millennium will need another start. Ducassi at 12. I don't think can beat, say, Tom Kitten from that draw. Um I think Cadolphin wins this again, Mickey Gannon. Yeah, uh, sometimes we can overcomplicate things, G. This is a big field, though. There's a lot of runners here. What have we got? 16 runners going around, uh, or 17 runners going around, G. So, Tom Kitten, you just got to ask yourself the question do you want to take $3.50 about a horse that needs luck? If, if he gets lucky, he wins. He drops two and a half kilos, clearly um, brings the far superior uh, figures into the race. I was happy to back Duke House at about $19. You're into $12 now. I think that is well and truly his right price. I wouldn't want to be taking any shorter than that. He's going to they, come from a wider gate. Yeah, correct. But but then you got to ask yourself the question, G, $3.50 Tom Kitten or $19 Duke yeah. Cass. There wasn't, there's not that much between them. Just that's the way you got to play it. Uh, NCAP, 
they have to go forward. If this horse has any chance of winning, they have to be aggressive from that draw. Very, very hard race. I th- there's no no speed on paper, which suggests that they'll probably mm-hmm. come out, a few will come out and go pretty hard, Milo. How'd you see it? Yeah, I saw it that it was going to be a mess. So I, I think that Tom Kitten can win, but you're spot on. I, I'm taking the 360, yeah. I don't know. I thought there was a horse here called Tannhauser up the top of Chris Wallace, first up here. Did nothing wrong last prep. Trials look solid enough to me. Um, this is a horse that will come out of nine, Zach Lloyd. Um, I'm getting $16 from 420 about a horse that I think can roll Tom Kitten. And Cap, I'm, I'm against um, strongly. Um, and look, probably outside of it, oh, hit and hope really. But 10 hours for me each way, probably save Tom Kitten. We're always learning out of these three-year-old races, especially in the early part of the season. It's a beauty of the Ming Dynasty. Let's have a look at the Scirocco. Espiona, $17 with pickle bet. Sue gotcha. Goes to this race instead of the Theo Marks. She's into seven fifty now. Sunshine in Paris has been easy at eight fifty. Sapateo, this has been off the map. Two twenty-five. I am me three dollars, and then Queen of the Ball at nine fifty. Dean Watling Keen on Queen of the Ball each way. But the intent here from James, when you listen to James Cummings on Giddy Up, his love for Sapateo, like you rarely get, you rarely hear that in his voice. The confidence levels that he has for a horse, like he has for Sapateo this prep. He was tipping her to beat in secret and the likes in the Concord. Oh. She missed that. She trialed like a jet. They don't usually do that, like trial on Monday, come to Saturday. She's ready to go first up. Matt perfectly. She looks tough to beat. It's probably right at her. Um, she's probably at rock bottom price now, Mickey G, at 225 Yeah, spot on. I had a mark yep. $2.80, G. I yep. thought the more rain, the better. And it looked like we we're going to get onto a soft track at one stage. It was pouring in Sydney, but it absolutely it's, it's missed Rose Hill. I can't believe it. They've only had three or four mil there. So I think that a lot of that early money was because of the rain. I suggest uh, Zapotale will start closer to $2.80 G. Yeah. I think I me is a risk off last start. I know she was really good, but I have my doubts if she would have won, if there wasn't the interference behind, I think queen of the ball was in inferior ground last start. It's the one at value. Not saying that she's a moral by any stretch, but you could play her on a one by three basis. You know what she's going to do? She's going to roll forward, likes a dry track, and she's going to give a massive sight. Uh, I am me for me, one of the best bets of the day, too. Um, really keen. I, I see what you say with that, that last start there, Mickey G, um, about I am me, but I, I'm, I'm allowing some of these horses that I know I've got ability, um, that air of natural improvement. Mm-hmm. And if this horse yeah, improves yeah. off that last run, I, I think the map, it'll get. Like it'll be one back the fence. I think I think I've got Zapateo, you know, being a fair way off him here. Oh, so right. I'm I'm thinking that uh, it might be too hard to catch. I am me for oh, Zapateo. We'll run through your best there in Sydney. I think for Cheetah Sand can be a play as well. A little earlier on in the program, race number five takes on horses like Marquez and also how good are you? But getting out to this trip, I think um, for Cheetah Sand can win third up. Mickey Gaddon, what's your best there at Rose Hill? Yeah, red card was my best in the last race, 10, number what four. What a race that is. Yep. Yeah, it's a huge, but bench, the best benchmark 88 you'll ever see. But I'm going to give the punters two value plays, G. Two horses have been really well backed that we tipped in the weekend preview. Race one, number six, Divine Breath, around the $26 mark. And Casual Connection, race three, number six, Casual Connection. I think we tipped up around $19 into $7.50 now. I think it's going to jump out of the ground, 2,400 metres, blinkers on. Airman red card, and I think extremely lucky I'm playing it today. I think all of those horses can win a big race this spring, and they're in a benchmark race there at Rose Hill today. Well, you know that I'm keen as on Airman and have been for some yep. time, um, but hey. the, the draw is going to be really tough. So I don't 
Team well, Hawks are confident. I'm they, not gonna, text, they text the other day mate, when my a, mates were potting it in the weekend preview. He's a star, yeah. and he will be a star, but whether or not from that gate with a couple of really good horses in that race, I don't, I'm not entirely sure. I'll back him and I'll tip him, but I just yeah. don't know whether I'm launching. Bill wants to know, do you give Alaskan God a chance in the fan stakes? No, I don't, Bill. He's a good West Australian horse, but he could start now and wouldn't win, I don't think. I respect <laughs> him, but... Um, <laughs> He's a good horse. Yeah. Start now and here come. Acromantula, a chance against Giga Kick? I don't think so, Scott. Millions. Um, but the Pierce brothers have done a wonderful job with him. This is just different gravy today. Santa Vive at the Valley, did he do something wrong last start? No, he's a chance. The son of Justify. Um, what else have we got? Morning, gents. Congratulations on the new show, Mick. Just to let you know, if Fitzmagic wins a bottle of red from you, his favourite drop is a... A Pinot Noir. <laughs> he literally cannot to get enough of it. That's from Kev. Love that, Kev. Um, Up you go, Kev. And Gaz says, Gareth, the interview with Rod Lyons on Nature Strip was A1. Thanks for that, mate. Globe will go to the front or forward spot. I hope it can be that free course. It could just be that, Gaz. Can I just give you yes. how good are you? I am a Libertad, my three best at Rose Hill. You are good. Uh, Real good. Don't know. I might like today. So you're very, you got one in Adelaide as well for Yeah, us. Alpine Flyer, race two, number five. Michael Hickmott. I think yep. that'll be winning. Are you staying for the second hour or are you going to go? No, nah, I'm going to go. I'm All gonna right, go. mate. So you're on afternoons with tags? Yep, 12 till 5.30. Mickey Gaddon, Ben, it's a, s- a splendid morning for the Mickey Gaddon Show. Well done with the Sydney set. Loved every minute of it. You can listen to that on podcast uh, and also on Winners as well. You can listen to us with um, if you missed it um, on podcast as well. Good on you, Mickey G. Thanks, G. It's been a pleasure. Kemble, race five, number three, built. All right, then. 10 o'clock news time.